Hey, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to the Candy Apple Press Feminization Boudoir Podcast. Today, I have the fifth part, the final part of the story, The Sissy's Mentor, written by myself, Claudia Costa, and Mindy Harris, uh, with great audio, just amazing audio, by Miss Jen Davis. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Um, it's been a really interesting new year. I have not been sick. I have my computer working, so we're having much work being made. I'm looking for new uh, women to record audio, and I just found a new one, which I'll tell you about later in the show. So I hope your new year is off to the same great start that mine is. And without further ado, here is the last part of The Sissy's Mentor by Miss Jen Davis. He dangled one shoe by its delicate ankle strap before he caught himself making that flirty, girly motion. Rachel had noticed his new sexy mannerisms. Gone were the days of him just plopping down wherever his behind would lead him. Now he had to sit demurely, like a girl. You know, I'm proud of you, said Rachel. For what? asked Tracy. You like my makeup or something? Your makeup is better than mine, replied Rachel. You don't need much, commented Tracy. You're just plain beautiful. That's sweet, but think about it, said Rachel. You just complimented my looks. You know I was infatuated with you, replied Tracy, motioning to his outfit. That's why I'm wearing all the stuff, after all. Maybe so, but even a month ago, you couldn't compliment a woman's looks without blushing and stammering. You've changed, said Rachel. It doesn't do me any good, said Tracy. You really mean that, said Rachel? I know Molly kept you locked up last night and today, but it seems to me that you would never have gotten close to first base with a girl if you hadn't grown under my mentoring. Grown into a girl, maybe. No... That's only part of it, said Rachel. What are you going to do when she moves on? Moves on, asked Tracy. Why would she move on? Oh, you are inexperienced, said Rachel tenderly. She turned to face her roommate. I should have gone over this with you. I don't understand what you're talking about. Do you think your boyfriend and girlfriend, asked Rachel? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm wearing dresses, but yeah, I'd say we're dating, replied Tracy. You're not. We're not? I just spent the night, said Tracy. Molly's using you for sex. But I know you're not traditionally hot for a guy or terribly hung, but to quote Liam Neeson, you have a very particular set of skills. She's turned on by guys who she can put in skirts and dominate. You don't find a lot of 18-year-olds like that. I know that's a big part of it, but I don't think she's just using me for sex, said Tracy. When was the last time you went out to the movies or to dinner together? When was the last time you two stayed up late just talking? Have you even gone on an actual date, asked Rachel. Yeah, just the other night we hung out at the mall together. You mean when you were trying on all those dresses? I really like the lingerie you got at Victoria's Secret, by the way. 
Tracy's whole expression changed. He had finally realized that Rachel was right, that he was just a toy for Molly to amuse herself with. There was no relationship there. He was just like a fuck buddy, except he had to dress up as a girl, and she even made him make out with guys. What do I do? Do? asked Rachel. Molly is easily one of the sexiest girls in your class, and she's currently interested in using you for sex. What do you think you do? You let her. Just let her use me for sex? You're 18, said Rachel. Use her for sex, too. You're not going to meet your soulmate during your first year at college. I want more than just sex, said Tracy. That's kind of refreshing, said Rachel. Marriage? Yeah, eventually, said Tracy. For now, I just want somebody that I can have an emotional connection to, as well as a physical one. I don't think that's too much to ask for, said Rachel. You don't have that now, though, do you? No, not yet, said Tracy. So, have some fun and learn how to please a woman at the same time. That sounds like a win-win proposition to me, replied Rachel. Just understand that these kinds of relationships don't last forever. Tracy nodded sadly. That does make sense. You have a lot more depth than I realize, Tracy, said Rachel. You will get that relationship you want, but you can't be a shrinking violet. You don't have the kind of looks that a girl will wait for, but once they get to know you, you can be a real charmer. Don't just hide in your room playing video games. Make some new friends and find that relationship you want. I will, said Tracy. I'm going to make the most of these four years. That Monday in class, Tracy could hardly focus. Rachel had long ago stopped letting Tracy have any male underwear. Instead, he wore a lacy, pale blue bra, matching bikini panties, and sheer nude pantyhose under his male attire. Unfortunately for Tracy, Molly knew all about his little Victoria secret, and it was driving her wild. She was constantly teasing him, snapping his bra strap, running her finger along his panty lines, and even threatening to pull down his pants. All of this made Tracy squirm, and that aroused Molly even more. The myriad emotions he was facing, between fear of discovery, the total humiliation, and his own increasing arousal, were all competing to see which one could distract him from his classwork the most. Tracy shifted uncomfortably in his chair. His cock strained painfully inside its cage, and he groaned. And that made Molly giggle and moan seductively. And hearing this evidence of her excitement, in turn, turned Tracy on that much more and made matters even worse for him. After class, she whispered, I'm going to have so much fun with you. Tracy could only shudder as Molly ran her nail up his smooth, stockinged leg. He shivered, tantalized by her touch and whatever the professor was saying no longer registered. He was totally swooning for Molly, but he knew he had to resist her seductive charms. Come on, our final's coming up soon, pleaded Tracy. 
Do you think you can get the place to yourself this evening? asked Molly. How late? I know Rachel won't be back until after ten, said Tracy. That's perfect. Why don't you slip into that sexy little French maid outfit of yours and make a little romantic dinner for two, suggested Molly. You can cook, right? I'm not bad in the kitchen, said Tracy. We'll see about that. And also see if you make a tasty dessert in the bedroom, too, added Molly. Tracy's attention was already shifting to that evening, focusing his thoughts on a wonderful romantic dinner with Molly. What he should cook, setting the table with candles, how this finally could be the big night he dreamed of. A real date! Maybe Rachel's wrong, and maybe Molly does want a real relationship with me, he thought hopefully. Rachel doesn't know everything. This date could make all the difference. After class ended, Molly ordered Tracy to have everything ready by six o'clock for a very special date. She kissed him on the lips fiercely and reminded him of how he was to be dressed. He shook off her kinky request as all too typical for her and rushed back to the apartment he shared with Rachel. Tracy became a vortex of swirling movement. First he set up dinner to cook in the oven. A vegetarian tofurkey with roasted potatoes, candied carrots, and stuffing. He opened two bottles of wine to let them breathe, and set two dinner places with fancy silver candles between the plates. Taking a deep breath, he dashed into the bathroom. There he stripped and shaved his entire body to ensure he was smooth and feminine all over. Then he showered, moisturized his skin, and conditioned his hair. He popped out of the shower and toweled himself dry. Noting how long his hair was, he experimented with a blow dryer and some product. Soon he was sporting a fricksy, feminine pixie style that really suited his facial features. He pulled some fishnet stockings up his silky legs and attached them to a lacy black garter belt. He slipped into a black satin bra and panty set, put his breast forms into the cups, and donned the frilly white petticoats that went under his French maid outfit. He checked the time and almost wished he'd skipped styling his hair there was nothing he could do at that point but hurry. He unzipped the tight, short, black maid's dress, stepped into it, and zipped it back up. He positioned a small, frilly white apron around his waist and tied it in place with a big, flouncy bow just above his bubble butt. He felt waves of humiliation wash through him, all the worse because he was doing all of this to himself. Still, he was sure Molly would make it worth his while. He stepped into his patent black pumps with four-inch heels and clicked over to his vanity. There he applied primer, foundation, contouring, and smoky eye makeup, including shimmering gray shadow and darkest black eyeliner and three coats of mascara. He chose an innocently pinkish blush and matching lip gloss and attached pre-painted press-on fingernails that also match perfectly. He put pink pearl earrings in his earlobes and clasped a delicate gold chain around his neck. 
finally he pinned a dainty little maid's cap into his femininely styled hair and stepped back to look at himself in the full-length mirror. Maybe he shouldn't have been surprised, but he was. After eighteen years of seeing a nerdish but unmistakably male image reflected back at him, Tracy was still not used to seeing what an attractive feminine creature he had become. Under Rachel, Paige, and now Molly's command, he blossomed into a remarkably attractive young woman. And he hated it. He hated himself for not stopping his complete feminization, and now for voluntarily participating in it. He also loved it. After all, a girl like Molly had never been interested in a mild little nerd like his male self. He had the lonely Saturday nights of high school to prove that. Before he could get too deeply into those thoughts, he heard a knock on the door. He looked out and saw it was Molly, but she wasn't alone. She had a guy with her. Tracy had never seen him before, but at six foot two, the muscular man easily dwarfed the diminutive little sissy. Tracy was paralyzed with confusion and frustration, but when Molly yelled, Hey, Tracy, let us in, he robotically obeyed her command, even as he quizzically registered her use of the term us. So, Tracy, this is my date, Holden. He's here early for the football team practices. Isn't he dreamy, Molly smirked, in an apparent challenge to Tracy. When the feminized boy squinted his eyes and seemed about to object, Molly grabbed his wrist and pulled him off into the kitchen. Something smells great, she gushed loudly. You ready to serve us a romantic dinner, Trace? I thought this was going to be a romantic dinner for just the two of us. A date, a real date, hissed Tracy. He was beyond disappointed. He was actually getting angry with Molly. Before he could continue, she whispered into his ear, This is like my favorite fantasy coming true. Here you are, looking like a delicious Femi French treat. In a few minutes, you'll be serving a real man and me, while I watch you acting like a little girly servant. You will curtsy and call him Sir and me Miss. Brrr, she shivered with anticipation at this kinky scenario she devised. For his part, Tracy felt absolutely crushed. He had hopes that this would be the night that Molly fully accepted him as her boyfriend. Maybe she'd drop this forced feminization, and he could be her man. But either way, he would be with her. He had even gone to the trouble of making dinner making himself pretty, all to find out Molly didn't want to share a romantic meal with him. No, she had the nerve to expect him to serve her and this Holden jerk, and to... Tracy was so overwhelmed with fury, humiliation, and horny desperation, he didn't know whether to be petulant or obedient. In the end, Molly's enticing wink, while she fingered the tiny key that hung from around her neck, won out. Not seeing any alternative, Tracy took on the ultra-feminine mannerisms of the French maid he appeared to be. He flitted around the kitchen gathering the food on various platters and served the two of them the dinner he'd prepared for Molly and himself. Sir, 
Miss, dinner is ready, said Tracy, as he curtsied to his two fellow students. He tried to figure out where this guy even came from. He was tall, well-built, and brimming with confidence, verging on cockiness. Exactly the type of guy you'd expect to date a girl like Molly. I wonder whether or not Molly told him about my real gender. Tracy squirmed, feeling a growing sense of humiliation at that possibility. He watched the football player closely as he approached the dinner table, but nothing he did showed any sign of awareness. Then Tracy felt the massive hands squeezing his ass. With shame and relief mixed with disgust, he realized Holden saw him as a sexy girl. The dinner went smoothly, especially considering Tracy's turbulent emotions. He fought back the urge to scream and performed his maidenly duties with grace. He lit the candles, poured the wine, and served the meal. His stomach and subconscious were grumbling as he watched the giddy couple feed each other little forkfuls of food. Tracy once again wondered how he'd fallen so low that he stood at the ready to refill their wine glasses and bring them seconds. After that, he brought out the dessert, which was a cherry pie topped with vanilla ice cream, paired with freshly brewed coffee. After the shock of being demoted to French maid, and the third wheel rather than leading man in this romantic date, Tracy had no idea what to expect next. He definitely never dreamed that Molly would bring Holden into Tracy's own bedroom and begin to seduce the handsome jock, much less call him in to join them. Molly said imperiously, Tracy, the meal was divine, and you've done a great job serving us, at least so far. But if you really want that special favor from me, I expect you to serve us here in my bedroom as well. Your... Tracy began, but Molly cut him off. She pulled him in close so only he could hear her. Listen, princess, this is my fantasy come true, and you will not spoil it for me, hissed Molly. Yes, miss, Tracy said submissively, dropping a dainty curtsy in obedience. Molly began by stripping off Holden's shirt, revealing his six-pack abs and chiseled pecs. Tracy looked at his own womanly curves and blushed. Without asking, she pulled down Holden's blue jeans and his boxers, freeing his huge cock. If Tracy felt inadequate before, he was emotionally diminished beyond measure at the sight of his rival's anaconda. While he was staring, Molly grabbed the pair of pantyhose he'd worn to class and used them to tie Tracy's arms together behind his back. Tracy didn't think he could be any more shocked than he already was, but he was proven wrong. Molly grabbed him roughly by the back and neck. She used her foot to push behind his knee, making him drop to the floor, as she guided his face downward toward Holden's crotch. The feminized boy tried to struggle, but Molly was driven by maniacal determination. Before Tracy could do anything to resist, he found his lips mere inches from the tip of Holden's cock. Still defiant, he clamped his mouth shut and shook his head, 
as if to scream no. Molly grabbed his nose and waited. Within moments, Tracy opened his mouth wide, gasping for air, and she pushed his head forward so Holden's huge dick filled Tracy's mouth as it grew. Molly kept her hold on the sissy's neck and forced Tracy's head to bob on Holden's massive member, jiggling as his cheeks bulged and turned bright red. Before the jock could ejaculate, she tore off her clothes and spread herself out on Tracy's bed, beckoning Holden to join her. She growled with wild passion as the big man began thrusting into her moist slit. Tracy had collapsed beside the bed, physically and emotionally exhausted. Molly was having none of that, however. She grabbed him by the hair and half urged, half dragged him into bed with the randy couple. Before he knew it, they were having a threesome, which was mostly Molly and Holden having sex. Walt Tracy excited Molly by playing with Holden. Tracy, besides feeling spent and disappointed, was both angry with Molly and disgusted that she made him keep sucking and licking Holden's cock. This total lack of enthusiasm showed in his half-hearted involvement. Molly was clearly angry about his behavior. Her eyes flashed as she said, I can tell you're really not into this, Tracy. I guess you're not as fun as I thought. Tracy was stunned. He dressed up as a French maid for this girl. He had planned and prepared a romantic dinner, intending to share it with her. Instead, she had made him serve the meal to her and the stupid jock. Worst of all, she'd even made him suck this guy's dick. He did all of that just to please Molly. But she wasn't pleased at all. Come on, Holden, let's leave the maid to clean up her mess, Molly ordered, as she hurriedly dressed and marched out the door. Shrugging, the football player patted Tracy's ass and said, See you around, before he followed Molly, leaving Tracy alone, bound, and still locked in chastity. Rachel returned home to find a shaken and sobbing Tracy. I'm sorry, Tracy, said Rachel. I saw that things were heading this way, and I tried to warn you, but I should have done more. You're new to all of this, and I should have been more careful. I just thought we could date, even if I was wearing dresses, said Tracy, through running mascara and tears. There are women who love that. Molly isn't one of them. She's wild and kinky and would enjoy constantly pushing your buttons and taking you further, said Rachel. What a bitch, spat Tracy. She's really not, and I guarantee you look back on her really fondly some day. But she has her needs, and they're not the same as yours, explained Rachel. So what am I supposed to do, asked Tracy. I like to listen to Adele, replied Rachel. I also recommend getting drunk with all your girlfriends. I don't have any girlfriends, replied Tracy. You do, said Rachel. You may not know it, but Stacy, Jill, even Paige think the world of you. And if you're crying over a broken heart... They'll all be there for you. I guess that's something, said Tracy. It's everything, beamed Rachel. After you get over things, get back on that horse, find a freshman when they move in, and see if you can't find somebody who meets your needs. 
she comforted him for close to an hour. Then she put him to bed in a cute little lemon-yellow baby doll nightie. And that is the final part of The Sissy's Mentor. Written by myself, Kylie Gable, uh, with help from Claudia Acosta and Mindy Harris, and read by the amazing Miss Jen Davis. If you want to pick that up, you can find it at Clips for Sale or at I Want Clips. When I put the entire collection in Clips for Sale, their suggested retail price was $237.99. Um, I changed that to $39.99, which I think is pretty fair for about four hours of audio. And hey, if you don't want to commit to that big purchase, you can, of course, also pick it up piecemeal. Um, one part at a time, there's five parts. Uh, so, so with... with the Sissy's Mentor completed, uh, I'm really happy that we have a new woman who is doing an audio for us, um, and the audio she's doing is a book that I put out, I think, in the summer called Less, called Yes, Lily. I don't know why Y's and L's are so tough to say. Yes, Lily, and literally, she expressed interest to me at five, got it at seven, and had the whole thing finished by 11. She is amazing and I have a little clip here of her from a different audio. Nothing to do with feminization or anything. But I just wanted to give you guys a chance to hear what her audio sounds mm. like. And it even felt better having you watch me. I crossed the room in seven more steps. Slow and confident on my seven inch black stilettos. Ugh. I loved these shoes. The only thing I liked more than putting on these exquisite fuck-me pumps was taking them off when we were both ready. So in fact, you could. So in fact, you could fuck me. I want to apologize uh, in case that audio made your monitor fog up, but I have to say, I liked it. I think she's going to be amazing. Now, not as amazing is my singing voice. When I was going through my own feminization experience, it was not unusual for the girls to make me sing very, very girly songs um, through karaoke. Their favorite one to saddle me with was a song called I Enjoy Being a Girl. If you, uh, if you want to look up the lyrics, you will see just how mortifying it is. But I also sang Britney Spears and some other um, very girly songs for them. What I'm leaving you with is, unfortunately, my singing voice. I was challenged by Mistress DJ, who you've heard on this very podcast, uh, to write a song to Kung Fu Fighting. And it took me two hours, and this was the final result. So I'm going to leave you with that for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. And I will see you back next Monday. And again, I'm saying see when I mean to say talk to you, maybe. I'll be talking to you next Monday. Have a great week. And I leave you with my unfortunate singing voice. Wow, said Crystal. There's nothing masculine left on his face. Some of my girlfriends are less pretty than he is right now. What do you think? Asked Ashley from behind him. Feels weird, doesn't it? 
knowing that you look better as a woman than you ever did as a man. Everybody was feminizing. Those chicks were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening how fast they had us in bindings. There were lots of sissy boys becoming sissy girls. They were painting our nails and putting our hair in curls. Makeup is not, and everyone knew their part. Wearing dresses and slips, we all swayed our hips Cause everyone was feminizing Those kicks were fast as lightning In fact, it was a little surprising How fast they had us in bindings There was Sister Cindy Smith and Princess Granny Trump he said, here comes the mistress. Let's get this stuff on. Now, I'm going to untie you. And you get in that bathtub. And start getting ready. Everybody was feminizing. Those chicks were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. How fast they had us in bindings Come on, pucker up. I think you're about ready for showtime. <laughs>